Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, it is very good uh, to be with you, and it's an honor and a joy to be back on campus again during this pastor's sabbatical week. I would guess that my partner is also uh, agreeing with that uh, joy uh, that it's been to be among you. You know, it was 36 years ago that I sat in these very seats as you, albeit in a different chapel at the time. But I remember my time here as a young student preparing for life and ministry, theologically, personally, and spiritually. You know, I remember asking myself questions like, what is going to be the most important thing that I need when I leave the seminary? My Greek and Hebrew training? My grasp of historical, systematic, exegetical, and practical theology? Well, of course, all of those things are important and useful, of course. Whether we're in the parish or in the classroom or in a clinic or in the missionary mission field, wherever God may lead us, we will use and need those things. But God, this morning, through the Apostle Paul, in the second reading from this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday in Epiphany, shows us a more important thing, the most important thing, the most excellent way for us, the thing that we need to carry with us all through life. The apostle says in 1 Corinthians 13 that it's love. You know, that word love has been an inspiration for many writings and poems and songs. One such song came out uh, one year after I graduated from the seminary, and it was called, What's Love Got to Do With It? That song was written and sung by Tina Turner, and as some of you may know, Tina Turner had a rather rocky relationship with her also famous husband, Ike Turner, as it was reflected in the song. What's love got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? Well, as you know, many are willing to do anything for love. Some will settle for relationships, hoping that the other person will change or that they will change and grow to love the one that they're with. Some will stay in a loveless relationship from the fear that nothing better will come along. Well, St. Augustine believed that everyone spends their lives looking for the highest form of happiness, which is the love of God. But the struggle for most of our lives seems to be learning how to love. Humanity struggles with its knowledge of love. Although we've written and talked and sung about love and explored the many varieties and dynamics of love, we still struggle in how to love others. The reason, of course, that we struggle with love is that we struggle with the sin that lives in all of us. We struggle with physical love and the attraction of desire, for lust has always been an issue for humanity, adultery, incest, pornography, prostitution. We struggle with what the Greeks call stergos, the natural affection within the family unit, and yet we read almost every day about parents who are abusing or even killing their children, or vice versa. We struggle with philos, or that concern that friends have for one another, what we would call brotherly love. We live in a world where 
we still ignore the injustices and needs of others. We're selective in who we love and who we show love towards. If you Google the word love, and mind you, you have to be careful when you do that, you are going to find that there are over 120 million websites dedicated to the word love. There's one that's called the lovecalculator.com. You plug in your name and your mate's name, and it gives you the odds of your relationship lasting. My wife Mary and I got a 31%, a finding which I shared with her on our recent 35th wedding anniversary. But you know, on all of these sites, Love is seen as an almost entirely human endeavor. It depends on what we do, our ability to be able to love. Paul says, let me show you another way. Let me show you an important way. Let me show you the most excellent way. So to the question, what's love got to do with it? We can add, what has God got to do with it? And the answer to both of those questions, of course, is everything. For me to love, I first need to know how to love. And I learned how to love by loving God first. 1 John 4, 8, we hear, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God's love sent Jesus to live for us, to die in our place, and to rise again so that we could live in love in him. Jesus was willing to lose his life for us. No one took his life from him. He gave it willingly. And that's the love of which Paul writes. Agape love, self-giving love, sacrificial love. Jesus, in speaking of this sacrificial love in John 15, said, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And in 1 John 4, we hear we love because he first loved us. So how do we live that agape love, or how does that agape love play out in our lives and into our various callings? Well, here's a summary of what Paul said in our text regarding the characteristics of sacrificial love, or we could say, uh, what is the Christian's job description? It does not rival for attention. It does not brag on itself. It does not inflate its own self-view. It does not tread on another's feelings. It does not steal someone else's joy. It does not take offense easily. It doesn't take a record of wrong suffered. And it does not make unrighteousness its object of rejoicing. Instead, it celebrates others' achievements in righteousness. It keeps all things in confidence. It knows what God can do. And it does hold out holy ambitions for others to achieve. And it does survive under every condition and in every circumstance. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the incredible, overwhelming type of love that we have received from Christ himself. Would you like to be able to love others in that same manner? I know we all strive for that. And it starts by accepting and trusting in Jesus' overwhelming love for us. And then committing ourselves and our futures 
to expressing that kind of love in our lives, in our work, and in our relationships. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen.